That podcast episode 88, Ochente Ocho. I am your co-host, Joe Lindholm, along with Jason Shirley. Jason, tell him what time it is. We go to war. What? What? Uh, uh. So that's for our friend Mitchell today. There was um, uh, there was a song. The track called "Even If I Die." I was going to ask because you to play. he Bye-bye. was limpy. He was and very limpy yeah. and looked poor at some yeah. points, but yes, all of he that. Uh, ran for his sixth life, Tuddy. <laughs> no, he ran for his sixth first down today this year. I I think, which. For my money, too many. Yeah, too You're many. Right. Too many. Um, welcome into this that podcast, by the way. Yeah, man. We are uh, we are victorious bears today. Bears. Uh, Gainer. Gainer. Eighty-eight. Ocho. That's right. Uh, big win by the Bears today, nineteen fourteen. Um. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Giants aren't <laughs> Giants aren't good at football, which played out to the Bears' favor because they're a skosh better, and so, therefore they won. They didn't cover. Yeah, let let me let me hit you with this. Um, yeah. I get a text from the coach that says, "Are you watching?" And I'm like, "Yes." What are you seeing? The Giants are bad. That was his only response. And accurate. Hundred yeah, percent accurate. Like what more do you need to say? Oh, That's what I saw too. Wow, the Giants are not good. And I, I know some Giants fans. And they cannot be happy with the product as constitutes. You know, I, I got to be honest with you, though. Danny Dimes? Wasn't terrible. He's all right. Yeah, he's not terrible. You can tell he's a rookie, you know. Yeah, yeah. For sure. You can tell that he still needs a little work. But um, speaking of the Danny Dimes, let's go through the numbers today, Jay. Let's do that. Uh, Danny Dimes, 21 of 36, 150, 150 on the yardage, two tuts, no picks. Yeah. Uh, passer See, I take rating that from Mitch every week. 6.6. If I can get that right, exactly. If I can get that every week, I'm good with it. Uh, Mitchell, 25 of 41. Oh, my God. Uh, too many. Yeah, no. 278, a tut, two picks. Now, one of those picks, not his fault. Yeah. I'm not you could argue, actually, guy. both of them probably not his fault because the other one was a tip, but. Um, the one in the end zone. Yeah, but he threw into double coverage on that one. Yeah, and the one in the end zone, um, there's no way he would have seen that safety that picked it off. Like the way that right. everything was and that guy up. had to jump. I mean, correct. It was a great yeah. play. You you got to give props to the guy. Like right. No, you 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 tip your head. That's not on Mitch. That was a great defensive play. So um, uh, it's one of the scoring plays for the day. Uh, first quarter there was no scoring at all. Um. 
Second quarter, Caden Smith, three-yard pass from Daniel Jones. Uh, believe it or not, Aldrick Rosas made a extra point. Uh, I'm sorry? Yeah, exactly. Hmm? Um, what? Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, no. Uh, just when you think. Pinheiro's got to have a picture of that bad. guy up all the so, time. So Eddie Pinheiro. I'm not that guy. Eddie Pinheiro, first kickoff of the game to kick it off out of bounds. Yeah. Then this schmuck. Oops. This schmuck, first kick of the second half. Out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh so seven nothing giant uh in the second quarter. Then Eddie Pinheiro, eight seconds left on the clock, field goal, twenty six yards, nine play, fifty nine yard drive, uh seven three giant. Uh third quarter, uh at twelve twelve of the third quarter. Allen Robinson, thirty two yard pass from Drabinsky. Fantastic throw. Fantastic catch, caught him in stride. It was a great play. Uh, five plays, 60 yards, 248 on the uh, T.O.P., 10-7 Bears. Uh, third quarter, then Eddie Pinheiro, 24-yard field goal at 7.09 of the second. Eight plays, 88 yards. Came up a little short, 238. Uh, then they get the ball back, three and out for the Giant, and they get the ball back in Trebinsky, two-yard run. Uh, oh my God! They got so lucky on that play, Joe. Yes, they did, hundred percent. Yes. Did they talk about that on TV at all? Uh, I don't. I know. mean, I I can't. I mean, I'm not a football savant, sure. but as sure. a you know normal Joe six pack sitting at home watching this game, I'm like, the guy that's ne- that's lined up next to Mitch is moving. Yes. And not only is he moving sideways, he's moving forward. I know. He never got set before the ball was snapped. Uh, probably not. That's right. Nobody saw uh, that? Uh, you know, eh, they missed a lot of stuff. I guess. Uh, so Trubinsky, two-yard run, they missed the PAT because of penalty, penalty. They went for they tried to go for two, penalty, tried to kick it, penalty, and then Pinheiro uh, wide. Yeah, not the best showing for the Bears special well, teams. Well, it was like it turned into like a – like 50 or 40 right. yarder, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it turned like a 40. I mean, after all the right. shenanigans right. and exactly dickery, I mean, they they that play worked. It worked. But 100%. They fucked it up. They did. I mean, um, that and that's the first half. And can I share a stat with you? Please do. Hello, friend. Hello, friend. I uh yeah, so 11 games now for the Bear. Correct. 8 of those? Yes. 8 of 11 this year, Joe. Uh-huh. The Bears have not scored a touchdown in the first half. Correct. Not not the first drive. And another stat. Not the I, first quarter. Correct. The first half. half. Correct. And I saw something on the uh, on the old uh, broadcast. Oh. The Bears have not allowed a first drive touchdown since last season. Like hmm. midway through last season. I don't have the exact number, but that's kind of impressive, right? Yeah, man. Uh, then fourth quarter, Jay, uh, Golden Tate 23-yard pass from Danny Dimes. Uh, Rosas with the extra point. Uh, 19-14 Bear, and that's how it ends up. Uh, Golden Tate, surprised he was even back in the game after the hit he took on that punt return. He got jacked. <laughs> like, you got knocked the like, fuck he out. He did get knocked the fuck out, like, like mouthpiece flying kind of thing. Oh, I love it. And I don't it think it happened to a nicer guy. I agree. Uh, however, I don't believe he had the mouthpiece in his mouth. 
Oh, okay. I believe he had. So it, it was stuck. It was stuck in his face yes, mask. It was stuck in his face okay. mask, and he got nailed. Because that's where it should flying. be, right? Correct. When you're when you're yeah, returning a you punch, hey, who needs teeth? With violent people running at you, right? It should be in your face mask. That's a great place for it. Yeah. Um, running the football today. Uh, yeah. Saquon today. Barkley for the Giant. Seventeen carries, fifty-nine yards, no tuts, three and a half yard average. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you Dan- know, and talk to me. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook. And Saquon Barkley, yeah, it's like the Bears are like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Not much. You got nothing. Yeah, throw the ball. But then, uh, well, they were daring the from the Raiders ran all over they us. They were pretty much daring him to throw the ball. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, I guess that's true. Throw it. Go ahead. Come on. Come on. Throw it. Yeah. Come in. Come in. Like all the teams do to us. Uh, yeah. Correct. Yep. One hundred percent. Um, Daniel Jones, two carries, twenty-seven yards. Oh, that one. Sterling Shepard on a uh, reverse, one carry, 22 yards. Wayne Goldman Jr., one carry, one yard, one uh, one long there. Uh, for the Bear, not a great day running the football. Tariq Cohen, six carries, 25 yards. Um, David Montgomery was not, uh, he wasn't good. Uh, 13 carries, 22 yards. It's a 1.7 yeah. average for you guys at home. I'm not sure about the turf or what was up, but there was a couple of times where he seemed like he had the seam and he just slipped. He ended up picking up like two or three when he had had six or seven. It did kind of seem that way. Um, Receiving wise. Jordan Howardy. Yeah. Who didn't play today, by the way. Um, Tree Cohen, leading catcher. Seven catches, 29 yards. Oh, my God. That can't Uh, be. No, I just, I'm saying. I know, I know it can't be a thing, but it is a thing. Uh, Allen Robinson, six catches, 131. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. That's uh, that's a day. Four, nine long, one tutty. Um, T. Millie, uh, six catches, 77 yards, also a good day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, only one catch. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have the target numbers because the official box score is not up yet. Uh, unfortunately, but uh, leading tackler for the Bear today was <laughs> Clinton Dix. Uh, that's not what you want. <laughs> it isn't. No, it isn't. Five tackles, two helpers. Probably Although I will say they had him stunt a lot, so it wasn't like right. he was stopping they, people after they right. were in the third. And they also had and Eddie, he was getting them. Eddie Jackson on safety blitzes as well. Yeah. Um, he had four yeah, tackles. He, he was two getting helpers. people right past the line. Yeah, he was. Uh, Khalil Mack uh, debuts on the on the stat sheet after last week, where he logged uh, literally no stats on the sheet. He had two tackles, a helper, a sack, and a forced fumble. That's what you want to see from Khalil Mack. Yeah, that so. that's a day. Uh, so again, Bears win nineteen fourteen. Uh, not sure much how much more we're going to add. Because it was pretty dull game, to be fair. To be fair. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say, though. I mean, I okay. I, I get in the car after church, right? Sure. We always run late. So mm-hmm. the first play I hear is um, Cohen. Yep. Fair catching a punt. Correct. On the 10-yard line. Yes. He did that twice today. One of those, like, the six or seven, one of the ten. What in the world? I know. I know. I know, I, I know. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it either. Okay, I, I, I'm All with right. you. I that, and then, and it. then the penalties. 
were just ridiculous. Yeah, they were dumb. There was that big 60-yard passing play that got yes. called back. And it was a legit penalty. It was a penalty. They saw it. And well, it, in, it was on Cody again, Whitehair. Initially we're, initially, we're like, oh, shit. It was, of course, Leno, that dumb bastard. He fucking did it. But it wasn't. It was, Cody, Whitehair. It was Cody Whitehair, clear as day, hand to the face. Who also had a, uh illegal man downfield. He did on a screen pass. True. But the, 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 the kick in the nads was that you had a big passing play, 60 oh, plus yards. It, the, the longest play for the Bears this season. Easily. 60 yards. No, I that yeah. Mr. Joniak told me. Ah, yeah. Hey, hey, Fred. No, How so was, anyway, my old man was saying that uh, Brenneman and, and um, Spielman were saying that that was a bullshit call because both teams were clearly doing it uh, like every play. Nah. No, I saw the video. I mean, no, the my and I don't think anybody was saying that he didn't do it, but okay. the fact that they were everybody, like everybody was, doing was doing it. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Why why choose that time? That to might call be it? true. I mean, nobody else did it on that play. That's probably why it stuck out. There was nobody okay. else. Because I was looking up and down the you. line trying to find the penalty when they showed the replay. And they focused uh-huh. on Leno. So like, of well, course. of course it was Charles Leno, because he sucks. Right. But it wasn't. It legit wasn't. And we're like, where is it at? And then like I don't know, two drives later, Fox shows the replay from behind Mitch that shows Cody Whitehair clearly hand to the face mask, like like not even trying to hide it. <laughs> like, damn it. Dude. Bobby Massey had an, a one that hurt today, too. I yeah. mean, it brought yeah, back the, up. The line wasn't significant. Great. I mean, okay. the Bears won only because the Giants are fucking awful. Oh, In every yeah. way, right? They're garbage. Oh, my God. They're so hey, bad. Hey, he makes... He makes one. Uh, he makes both those field goals. They win. Uh, yeah, they do. So they do. I mean, we don't know how the play calling would have been changed, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, as on the surface, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, starting field position for the Giants was pretty much like their thirty-seven. Yeah, and our seven. Yes, I mean there was at least three the punts. At least three punts inside the ten that I can remember. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so it really limits what you can call there. I mean, uh, like I want to I want to rip them every time I see him try to pass out of that situation, exactly. but I agree. And I want to rip them, but at the same point they they won. Like they they beat the oh, team they're supposed to beat, I guess. Like we said last yeah. week on the podcast. Uh, last week on the podcast, there's no guarantees from here on out. Even with this game, there was no guarantees, right? No, and the coach weighed in and said that Thursday's our last, uh, probably the last game that we'll be favored in. And then we'll I don't be think they're going to be favored. I think it may be a push. Out. I think it may be a push. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the lines are at home, so it might be a push. Let's whip around the league right quick. Yeah, man. Uh, so the Bills, 20-3, to victorious over the Bronco. Don't I mean, The Bills are like, what, 8-2? and two? Something like that, right? I think that's like, right. What? Uh, eight and three. Eight and three. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Bear, of course, 1914, big victory. Steelers, victorious, 1610 over the Bengal. Uh, Steelers were behind for most of that game, and they came back to win. Uh, Cleveland, uh, victorious, 41 24 yeah. over the Dolphin. Mayfield, uh, Breakout game against the team that has like what trash. one win, trash. two wins. Yeah, they're trash. Uh, 
Mayfield, oh, 24 gosh. of 34, 327. Three touchdowns, no, one pick. Uh, I live with that for Mitch every week. Bucko Falcon. Uh, Bucko victorious, 35-22 on the road. Falcons are really not, they're, uh, they're not good. Meh. Uh, Saints, victorious at home. Squeak one out, 34-31 over Riverboat Ron and the Panther. Yeah, you know, and that is just so hard luck for the Panthers, man. I know. I mean, they're better than the Bears. Like, hands uh, down. Yes, I, yeah, that's probably true. Yep. I mean, to lose to Green Bay the way they did and then to lose this one today, yeah. it just, yeah. it's tough. I know. Uh, Reds, I mean, I feel better about that loss than I did about the Bears' win. <laughs> that's probably true, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, the Redskin, Jay, victorious. I'm sorry, the team from Washington? Yes, the yeah. team from Washington. Uh, beat the Lion, 1916. For their, I believe that's their so that's first their victory second of the win of the season. Oh, second is it? win, okay. Yeah. Um, against the team that we're supposed to be a push against. Correct. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. They're at home. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, Chucky had a bad day today. Uh, oh yeah. The Jet. Thirty-four three. Thirty-four three over the and the Raiders had a three three nothing lead. Jay. An insurmountable <laughs> three nothing lead. Thirty four unanswered. That's right. Oh, I bet. I bet he just chapped. blew a blood vessel. Oh, chapped. Uh, you hear me, gentlemen? <laughs> Knock if you do. <laughs> That's right. Uh, twenty of twenty nine for Darnold. Three fifteen, two tuts and a pick, or no picks. Excuse me, nope, no picks for Sam Darnold. Uh, Gary V. Gary V. Well, this game, by the way. Gary V. Huge Jets fan. Um, nice. And the last noon game, the Seahawk on the road. TCB against the Eaglo, uh, seventeen to nine. Russell Wilson had the sweet touchdown pass to uh, uh, Malik Turner early in the in the first quarter. It was like and then, in stride. It was perfect. It was really good. Who is the back that broke through the line and was just like Rashad Penny. Yeah, man. Yeah, Fourteen carries, hundred and twenty nine yards and a tut. Rashad that Penny highlight was sweet. Yeah. Fifty eight yard run by Rashad Penny. Uh current game is going on right now as we record this. Um the uh Tennessee Titan taking it to the Jag. Yeah. The Jaguars. Uh forty two seventeen. Um there and it was it's forty two seventeen and no scoring in the first quarter. So <laughs> uh, uh well. Yeah, Tannehill twenty one yard run, Lambeau field goal for the Jags, and then it's all Tennessee. Kelly one yard pass from Tannehill, Henry seventy four yard T D run, Henry seven yard T D run. A.J. Brown, 65-yard touchdown pass from Tannehill. Then a Leonard Fournette one-yard run, and they got went for two and got it. And then Leonard Fournette, another one-yard touchdown run, another two they did not get. And then Tannehill, three-yard touchdown run, 42-17, Titan. Seems like Tanny found a home, huh? Uh, yeah, apparently so. And then so are, is uh, uh, Mr. Mariota on his way to Chicago? Maybe. No. No, no, no. You don't think so? No. Nah. I don't think so. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Pace is a big fan. We'll get to that in a minute. Third quarter, end of third quarter. Pats, 10-6, big win, or not win, uh, ahead of the Cowboy. 
And then the uh, Sunday night My games. Cowboys are hanging in there and going to cover Sunday night me. games a doozy. It's a big one. How about them Cowboys? Packers Niners. Fuck the Packers. Too bad I won't watch it at all. Fuck the Packers. And the Monday yeah, night I'm gonna, yeah, Rams. In, I'm going to watch it. I, well, I'm, I I'm going to root for Baltimore. I will not watch. Oh yeah, but of I course. will root for the Niner, and I will watch because I just feel like that's going to be a stomping. It's going to be fun. If if you were watching the game, be fun. Um, I got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, be- because why, why J- don't you lay that on the kitty? well? Because I am such a mark. You are. I am such a mark. Uh, Survivor Series is tonight. Sorry, Coach. Mm. Big to-dos going on at the Allstate Arena, formerly known as the Rosemont Horizon. Wow. Uh, they had they SmackDown. They had SmackDown there Friday. Okay. Uh, then last night they had NXT TakeOver, which was okay. outstanding. I watched it. Outstanding. Uh, it was fantastic. It's, it's normally the best card of the weekend, wherever they're doing it. Easily. And uh, I'm going to completely spoil it. For people, um, so they had war games, which in the old days it was two rings side by side, and then a cage uh, surrounding the ring and on top of the ring, like they had a ceiling on the cage. Okay, uh, the WWE does it with two rings, a cage around everything, but no top. So uh, the uh, fourth member of team, there are two teams, obviously. Uh, the there's a big Heel half heel faction called the Undisputed Era, which is Adam Cole, uh, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong. And then there was a face faction uh, who was uh, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Keith Lee, uh, Dominic Dijakovic. It's tough to say. Not there was Dijabroni. A, uh, no, not at all. He's like six. He's like Gronk size. Oh. Yeah, he's big. And then there was a fourth member unannounced. And if I had been paying attention during Raw, I would have known who it was, but I didn't. They're having a big thing because their Survivor Series is like NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown, right? So NXT is invading, invading, invading everywhere, SmackDown and Raw. And on Raw, uh, Undisputed Era attacked Kevin Owens on Raw. And I didn't put two and two together unless I can't, whatever. And then they, when they announced Owen's music came on, the place went banana. Like the like the All Saint Arena, I termed it a Road Warrior pop. Um, and uh, Kevin Owens came out. Place went nuts. Uh, the good guys get the victory, of course. That's how it works. Of course. Um, it was fun. It was fun watch. And the women's they had a women's war, uh, war games for the first time. And that was outstanding. There was a little plot twist in that, which was fun to watch. I won't give that away. Um, but uh, So tonight is Survivor Series, and there's many, many NXT versus SmackDown versus Raw matches. Like um, All the secondary champions are fighting each other, so it's AJ Styles versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roderick Strong. That match is going to be awesome. There's a traditional Survivor Series match, men's and women's where it's three teams. Um, and then a bunch of other matches, interpromotional kind of thing, right? So like Brock Lesnar's wrestling, Rey Mysterio. Yes, he's still uh-huh. alive. Yes, he's still relevant. 
Um, uh, on the other side, it's not relevance, Joe. It's poor marketing. That's true. That's probably true. Uh, Adam Cole is wrestling uh, a gentleman by the name of Pete Dunn, who's British. Um, he's, okay. aw- he's awesome. It's a fun watch. The best match I've ever seen in person was Pete Dunn versus a guy named Tyler Bate at the first NXT match in at the Horizon. I actually went to that in person. It was great. It was so good. Um, so that's gonna be fun. Uh, should we should now be was Wade Barrett British or did they just pretend he was? Wade Barrett is in fact British. Uh, unfortunately, okay. Wade Barrett he gone. Right. I I I knew yeah. that was from days. He, yeah, days he's been, gone, he's by, been but. gone. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Legit British. His name is Stu. His real first name is Stu. Oh okay. Yeah, I'm Stu Bennett. That's his real name. Um. So yeah, that's tonight. That's happening. Kickoff is in about 13 minutes or so. Oh, well, I'm we guessing, better get to step well, in. No, I'm guessing the women's match will be first, so it's not a, not the end of the world. Oh, see. I'm not trying to be sexist. No, I'm just no, saying. No, I'm just pointing out that. No. It's no. Like, nah, nah. No. The, uh, the women's match is going to be the all three champions. You keep your toxic masculinity over there, buddy. That's right. Uh, it's going to be Shayna Baszler uh, from NXT, uh, Bailey from SmackDown. Oh, she's hot. Sorry. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> The far hotter Becky Lynch from uh, Raw. They're the three champions. They will fight tonight. There's no ch- there's no championships on the line in these uh, triple threats. By the way, it's just three people wrestling, fighting hmm. for the honor of their brand. Oh, okay. Ah. And then actually, I should sure. point out on SmackDown Friday, um, <laughs> a melee ensued between Raw and SmackDown. They're fighting each other, right? And Earlier in the night, uh, if you've ever seen anything from the Allstate or know anything about the Allstate Arena, there's a huge ramp that runs from the parking lot down to the service area that's kind of in the back of the arena, right? Correct. And Roman Reigns, at the start of SmackDown, like raised the garage door. He's like, I don't care who comes in. Let's go. Let's fight. I'm like, of course. Yay, whatever. Yay. So Yay. Raw and SmackDown are fighting in the ring in the ringside area and down the ramp comes, you got to be kind of old school to realize what this was. But, um, if you remember back in the day, uh, when it was WWE versus WCW and they were both running about 10 miles apart near Norfolk, Virginia. And, uh, the WWE rented a tank. It wasn't really a tank. It was more like an, uh, an armored vehicle. It was a Jeep <laughs> with a gun on it, but they rented it to go invade quote unquote air quotes. The WCW event, right? Uh huh. It was it was fun. It was it's on YouTube, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a no, good, that's a that's a good rib. So they're coming down the ramp, and it's the fucking Jeep. It's the Jeep from the thing <laughs> twenty years ago or whenever it was. <coughs> and oh, it's all standing, and it's all the NXT guys, and it's Shawn Michaels and Triple H and Road Dog <laughs> are, oh, okay. are in the Jeep, because they were all involved. Shawn Michaels wasn't because he wasn't part of DX, you know, or actually he was, but he wasn't on the Jeep at the time when it originally happened. But like they're coming down the ramp and here's all these NXT guys behind them and Triple H is like, go get them. Yeah. And they all charge the ring and there's a ginormous melee with like 60 dudes at ringside. It's kind of fun. It's on YouTube. It's fun. Yeah, um, it is. And then cameras go off the air and the, and the biggest move of the night happens, of course, after the cameras go off the air because they couldn't time themselves correctly for some reason. 
But it's Ali gets up on the rope, and he's getting ready to do a, a, a moonsault off the top turnbuckle in the corner. Seth Rollins jumps up there with him, and they do a maneuver called the Spanish Fly, which is basically they're 180 degrees from each other, and then they they do a backflip. It was the sickest thing. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking awesome. Like, I wish that would have made TV. Like, it would have made the broadcast, but it didn't. But it was sweet. It was pretty oh. cool. Yeah. So um, that's tonight at the Allstate, and then Raw happens uh, tomorrow night from the Allstate Arena. They're four straight nights. And you could buy, you could have bought a ticket for all four nights. Um, they sold one. It was for a balcony seat. It was actually a reasonable, air quote, price of $120, which for four shows is pretty ridiculous. Honestly, oh no, that's a great. That's great. That's a really I mean, that that ensures that I you're going to pack it. Yeah, two pay per views and two TV tapings. That's that's a good. That's a good value. Yeah, uh, but then I you know, I live where I live, and it's where it is, and I'm like, well, that means I got to drive up here four times <laughs> and twenty bucks to no. park each time, and I'm like, no. I can just watch it on TV. Like I'm not doing that, you can. Can't. Like I would have loved to go on Takeover. Like I'm a big NXT guy, so it would have been fun. But yeah, nah, I'm not going to do that. Um. Yeah, the, the last uh, WWE event I uh, I witnessed mm-hmm. was several years ago, and of course it was dark. Yes, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it doesn't matter what happens because nope. zero doesn't matter. No belts are going to change. No, you know, right there. Back in the day, they throw you one every year. Yeah, just to make you. Oh well, this happened at a house show. It could happen at your house show, right? Like right, whatever. Um, so speaking of fake. Some of the Astros for a minute. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. So as I clearly, uh, if you go on YouTube, there's a guy named Jom, J-O-M boy, J-O-M-B-O-Y. And he has a great video, series of videos. He's a huge baseball fan, huge Yankees fan. Um, and on those videos, you can he, he plays back some of the um, – the video from 2017 um, at Minute Park against the White Sox, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny Farquhar was pitching. Not that he's any great shakes, but uh, so first pitch, you know, catcher makes. This is signals. while he was still alive, correct? Uh, he's still alive now. He's no longer playing. He's he's not coach. baseball. He's a coach. Yeah, he's a coach now. Um. So he takes the mound, he, he goes to the stretch, catcher goes through his signals, and you hear thump, thump, like clear as day, like thump, thump. Change up. Next pitch, catcher goes through his signals, you hear thump, thump, change up. Next pitch, catcher goes through his signals, you don't hear anything. Fastball, fouled off. Next pitch, Catch go through signals here. Thump thump and Farquhar steps off the mound. Like Farquhar can hear it happening. Mm-hmm. So he steps off the mound, calls over, I believe the catcher was Josh Skoll at the time. Calls him over and goes, Hey, they have our signs, so we need to change up our signs. Last pitch of the at bat, change up, no thumping, strikeout. <laughs> yeah. So you cannot tell me that they sat there and did nothing. If you if you watch those John Boy videos, John Boy, um, it's clear as day. 
that something was going on. Like it's not even uh, speculation. It's not even conjecture. Like it clearly somebody was doing something, right? Right. And the, and I told you this last week in our uh, production meeting. And I can't say the guy's name. I refuse to because I'm not going to get sued. Right, don't be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy. I don't want you to get sued. I don't want us to get sued. However, there is a gentleman that works for their organization. There's actually two of them. Technically three of them that worked for my company. And one of them clearly could call a game by video. Like he could look at a video and he'd go change up fastball, change up slider. Like it was nothing. Now, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, any video crew in any team could deduce signs from tracking pitches. It, it's it's not rocket science to do what they right. did mm-hmm. to figure out that you know the sequence of one, two, three, two is the call and it's a curveball, right? Because you can go back. Right. We track my company tracks. Uh, Type, velocity, and location. We call it TVL, right? Mm-hmm. So we know what type of pitch is being thrown. Slider, changeup, curveball, whatever. So it doesn't take a rocket science to be able to look at the video. And we have several teams that use our product to watch the sequence of the catcher, figure out what the pitch was before, you know what I mean? Like hindsight, and figure out what the signal is. Like it's not rocket science. So to get to to suggest that the Astros couldn't have done this is ridiculous. It's 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 dumb. Dumb, dumb, beyond dumb. Like they absolutely could have done this as well as any team in the league could have done this, and any team in the league is probably doing it. To point out the Astros and say, Oh, you're the dumbasses, you're the bad guy, that's wrong. That's not right. Right. Any team worth its salt, but again, that collects Joe, pitch I mean, information. Right. I, it's it's how how you're going to use it. Correct. And then when you get caught, I mean, right. what was it before this? It was uh, Apple watches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apple watches. So it's like, oh, we, we didn't know what to say that you couldn't do that. Now we know you're doing it, so don't. And then right. And this goes what is. How far back in San Francisco when they were doing this? Oh, I don't know. From the outfield? Long time. Yeah. Long time. Right? And and now, I mean, it, there's so many. It's not the fact that they can find out what the pitch is. That's not the arguing point, right? Any organization right. worth their salt can sit there at a video desk, look what the catcher's flagging, and know that the information that we put in or that um, the MLB puts in via their pitch uh, system, Statman, I think it's called Statman. They know what the pitch is. So if you know what the, if you know it's a slider, right after the fact, you know that that pitch, pitch one to Jose Abreu was a slider, and you know it, and the catcher did his signals. Then you can go back and do the sequence of every slider that guy threw, what sequence the catcher put down, and you'll know what sequence triggers the slider. Right. Right. It's not, it, we're mm-hmm. not talking quantum physics here, right? Mm-mm. The cookie stands in eatery, and eatery is part of the food court. That's all I'm saying. 
reference. Sorry, Mallrats reference. So the fact that they knew what it was isn't surprising. That's not the shock. Like all thirty teams know that. And if there's a team that doesn't know that, they need to understand their analytics department sucks. <laughs> Needs to get on it. Every single analytics right. department in the MLB should know no matter what sequence that catcher throws down, what pitch that sequence represents. And if they don't, they need to hire people that are, aren't stupid, that can look at video and go, okay, boom, 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 and put two and two together. Right? Like, But the, the Astros had those people already in place before anybody else did, as far as I know. And again, people that worked under our company works for the Astros. Mm-hmm. And I personally have seen one of those people call a game from signals given by the catcher. Again, not rocket science, right? It's not like he had some super right. insane information. The 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 wild card in all this and the problem that they're going to go under now is how they relayed that information to the batter. That's right. That's the crux of this investigation. It isn't that mm-hmm. they knew what was coming. Duh. Right? Like, duh. All 30 teams know what's coming if they know the sequence of number of fingers the catcher puts down. And right. if you don't, again, you should hire more analytics people or get better ones. <laughs> like, it's, it's not rocket science. These, this isn't 1980. Right? It's 2019. Almost 2020. If you guys don't know what's coming, and even back then they probably knew, but if you don't know that if the catcher goes two one four and it ends up being a fastball, guess what? The one is probably the indicator. Like it's not rocket science. It's how that information is relayed to the batter. That's the crux of this investigation. It is not that the fact the Astros took the signs or knew the signs or whatever. It's how they relay that information to the batter. That's what people are missing, I think. In, in the big scheme of things, right? Don't you agree? I do. Like, it, it, it's not that they're stealing signs. Everybody steals signs. Everybody. All 30 right. teams do. Yeah, it's how they're relaying how, that information. How great, how great would your hitting improve if you knew a fastball was coming or yes. if you knew you were going to? Yes, of course. And yeah. you, if you look Still at their strikeout, their, their strikeout, the Astros strikeouts, they went from yeah. low mid-pack to top of the league in terms of strikeout rate, not striking yeah. out. What does that tell you? It tells you they They're probably knew. They probably knew. They ain't guessing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. And again, it's not that they knew what was coming. Like that's not the crux. It's not the the organization didn't know what was coming. That's not the crux of this investigation, nor should it be. It's how was that information relayed to the batter in enough time that the batter can make a decision as to whether to swing or not to swing. The stealing signs should not be – everybody does it. That shouldn't be the investigation. That's my point, I guess. Correct. And the fact that I know people that are in that organization that did that, like without being in the organization, right, like before they went in, I knew they had the ability to do mm-hmm. it, isn't a big thing to me. Like, as soon as all this broke down, I'm like, oh, shit. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, oh, crap. Well, he's probably involved, and he's probably involved. And person number three is definitely involved, apparently, according to Bleacher Report. I'm not going to name his name. I'm not going to do Mm-mm. it. Nope. 
But according to Bleacher Report, if you want to go look at the Astros investigation, number three did used used to work for my company back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. And he was a legend. In fact, let's pump the brakes on that. Yeah. I mean, you talked about Danny Farr. Yep. Which makes me think, Sox. Tell me who you signed, Joe. Oh, uh, big signing in the, the largest in White Sox history, Jason. Monetarily. Which is sad. Which is really sad. Right, go ahead. Uh, Yasmani Grand Hall. Uh, yeah. So I did the math. Or I didn't do the math, but I, I looked up on StatsPass, our fine product. Uh, Yalmer Sanchez led the team in walks with 44 last year, which is a sad number in and of itself. Sure. Uh, Yasmani Grandal had 109 walks last year. Hey, <laughs> um, okay. hey, look at that. So he's got a good eye. Right. Now, you could argue, one can make the argument. Thump, that, thump. Thump, thump, that's right. Um, that they probably could have not bothered because they had James McCann for another year. They have Zach Collins. Um McCann is money, right? McCann is money in a small sample size. He had a good year last year. However, I would think that he would be better in a smaller sample size. Now, the good, nope. thing, about, good thing about James McCann is that he can play more positions than catcher. I did not know that. Yeah, he can play first. I think he played first a couple times last year. Okay. Um, through spring training. My socks now are just showing. Through spring training, he may even be able to play outfield. Who knows, right? Ooh. And that's not to say that he's going to replace anybody. That's not the point. I think the point is right. that he can get at bats during the season, right? That's kind of the point. You can you can find a spot for him. Correct. You can find four at bats a game. For but him, I mean, I it wasn't just his hitting. I mean, he called a good game. Right? I mean, he was an all star. The well, I mean. Somebody had to go, <laughs> right? I right? know. Like, <laughs> somebody had to go. <laughs> to I be guess, fair. To be fair. Somebody had to uh, get that nod from the White Sox. Although yeah. Abreu also resigned, by the way. Um, well, they, um, they, uh, they extended a qualifying offer to him, um, so they wouldn't get stuck without you know just sitting there with their you know what's in their hand. So they. Uh, sent a qualifying offer to Abreu, and he accepted it. But then they kept negotiating and ended up with a three-year deal. So um, Joe Sheehan, uh, who was a national baseball writer, and now he runs his own dealio, crapped all over the deal. He just shit on all <laughs> so like, Yeah, I guess so, that's what Jerry's MO is, right? Mm-hmm. Jerry's going to pay the guys that are loyal to Jerry. He doesn't give a shit about what it looks like on the outside, you know. So James McCann last year, 273 on base or uh, OPS of 789, 18 bombs, 60 RBIs. He only played in 118 games, to be fair. To be fair. So uh, on the season before, he played the same amount of games and hit 220 for the Tiger. So it's like, you know, it's like, it was the tiger. It was the tiger. To be fair, and he's probably one of their better hitters. He can probably throw around him in the Hawaiian yards. But Ian Castellanos, where do you think he's going? Boy, hopefully nowhere in the AL Central. <laughs> uh, 
he did not play uh, McCann, by the way, he did not play uh, first base last year at all. He only caught or DH'd. Okay. Um, but it's still good at bats. That's not the point. Um, Castellanos, boy, I don't know. Can the Angels sign him? They got rid of Cole Calhoun. Yeah, I mean, they, or they the, didn't. They the didn't extend a qualifying. Pretty tight. Yeah, they didn't extend a qualifying offer to Calhoun. To be fair, that's the, the dealio there. Um, huh? Could end up in the Angels. He could end up back with the Cubs. If the Cubs are smart, they'd resign him. Um, I thought so, but you know, maybe he doesn't want to play for Papa Ross. I don't know. Then, I, I, I'm guessing that Cassie. I'm guessing he's at the point in his career where he doesn't want to play for somebody that's rebuilding. Right? Right. He wants to play for a team on the up. Not to say the Cubs aren't. I'm just... Yeah, he's uh, he's seen that show. Yes. Yeah, he's... <laughs> he started in that show for a minute. He was the... Yeah, exactly. He was the grand star in that show for a long time. Um, and the sad part is, I mean, all the adults of that hit would have been home runs at Wrigley. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that park is so big. Um, it's so, so big. And he seemed to like playing here, but it, you had to get a feel for, okay, did he like playing here because of Joe or do you like playing here because of Wrigley? Well, it, a lot of it felt like Joe, but... It did. It's also a business, right? Correct. So... Yeah, he's going to go to whoever pays the most money, obviously, but... Well, maybe not, obviously. I mean, right. Paul seems like a cat that would take less to go where he wanted to. Yes. He's at, I mean, he's at that I point mean, in his career which where... Is, which is different than most, most guys that say that, but really don't mean it. Like a Bryce Harper. I mean, <laughs> no matter what that guy said, you knew Highest the dollar better. sign was... Highest better, right. right. It was it. Um, so, I don't know. Like I, So you didn't react to my Chris Boris. Do you think he's out? Uh, Chris Bryant. Um, that's exactly it. Chris Boris. Chris Boris. That's right. Um, boy, that's a tough call. That ruling still hasn't come down yet, has it? No. Um, and should I, soon. And I don't know how Hobby <laughs> like, reacted. Uh, I seen anybody say no yet. There's been all kinds of rumors, right? That Hobby was offered an extension. Is that true? Yes, that's what I heard. Which made everybody think that Bryant was gone. Right. Because, I mean, they can only afford to really pay. Let me rephrase that. They only want to spend enough money on one person of those. One contract, right? They're not going to sign them both. It's one or the other. Because you could get Castellanos for less and you could have him play good, right? Correct. I mean, he's not very good, but you could. Uh, The baseball winter meetings start December 8th. So I would guess if you're going to be, to be fair, um, towards – all principles involved, you want a ruling soon. Yeah, right? and that's what we thought last time we talked about yeah, it was yeah. before the winter meeting. And with the holidays hitting now, I, uh, I haven't heard a thing. Um, it's in San Diego. San Diego. The, the, you know, discovered by the Germans. <laughs> that's correct. It means a whale's vagina. That's means right. whale's vagina. That's right. Thanks. Well, we just have to agree to disagree then. So, my friend, yes, my uh, talk to me about Zach Levine. So, <laughs> it sounds like, on the surface, the greatest coaching job ever by by Jim Boylan. Uh, what? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll explain in a minute. So uh, he, okay. pulls, he pulls Zach Levine like four, was it four minutes in, something like that? Benches him. My understanding is he got back in the game later in the game he got pulled from that he played. And, and post game, just Zach Levine's like, I can't trust a guy who doesn't trust me. And da 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 da. Then they have a meeting when they get to Charlotte. They talk nice, nice, make up, kiss the whole nine yards. And Zach Levine goes out and scores 49 points. <laughs> Look at that. Dropping 49 uh, ties a season record 13 three-pointers made. Uh, one off the NBA record of 14, apparently. What do you think about that, Papa Jim? And then after the game, I saw on Twitter, the Bulls outscore the Hornets 47-41 in the fourth quarter. And apparently after the game, Boylan was going out and trying to celebrate with everybody, and they were having none of it. Wow. <laughs> That's what I heard. And we did this in spite of you, Boylan, motherfucker. Correct. Boylan was like trying to, yeah, yeah. Boylan was trying to, yeah, yeah everybody. Yeah, what I was talking yeah. about. And then, yeah, no, yeah, go fuck yourself. That's right. Oh, my God. So last night, Levine, 49 points, 17 of 28 from the field, 13 of 17 from three-point land, uh, and hit two free throws wow. for his 49 points. Um, another, He's uh, afraid to shoot, Joe. Apparently not. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, he's not afraid to shoot. He's afraid to play defense. That's the problem. Ah, well. Well, Boylan called him out, and he said there were three specific defensive lapses by Levine. In the first quarter, that he just completely wanted none, nothing to do with it. Okay, so, okay. Um, Bulls, well, uh, Bulls uh, draft pick, Kobe, uh, Kobe White. Uh, yeah, twenty-eight points off the bench, twelve of nineteen. Nice. He's got a great throw too, for the record. Uh, I, uh, yeah. I did actually called to talk about the boo but not the boo specifically i, okay. called, I called to talk about sylvie, sylvie throws out uh-huh. you think there's any chance that um they would go to tibbs and say listen no. um we we just no. want to date no. you no. we don't want to marry you no. we just want to date you i'd like you to come back for a two-year act coach up what we've got no. now and then leave no Will you be okay with that? No. no. And he was he was dead fucking serious. I mean, that's not a rib. Oh. It wasn't a fucking work that's and or terrible. a shoot. Well, he's such a mark to begin with. Let's make that to clear. Be, yeah. No. Mark Silverman, I see what you did there. See what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. I did. I know. Uh, no. Yeah, there was, I, I just, go ahead. Just, it, it, you know, I'm not coming back. To do that, I'm not signing a contract with an expiration point. Although everybody in the world not one, right? That that guy is great. He was Kyle's, where he gets in your face, he's on your ass, but eventually it just turns into static. Yeah. And yes, you yeah. got to get in somebody new. So, I mean, I don't know what's next for Tibbs, but he's in one five year deal. And there was talk, um, somebody brought it up. I don't remember who it was, but Cap expounded on it Friday about um, the bear, going back to the bear for a minute. 
Sure. Somebody mentioned that in the off season they should hire Peyton Manning, not as a coach. It's comic under, relief under no coaching anything, right? Just hire him. Yeah, to help sure. to help evaluate quarterbacks in the draft. <laughs> to, to help evaluate quarterbacks in the draft and to help them draft another quarterback in the second round. They don't I think that drafting another quarterback is absolutely what has to happen. 100%. I don't know why you wouldn't pay anywhere near that. Right. But they're saying, hey. stories. Yeah. Like, hey, let's pay Peyton Manning $2 million, whatever he wants. Like, have him write his own ticket. To have Peyton no. Manning come in and assess quarterbacks. I thought it was the dumbest thing. I mean, maybe not the dumbest it's, thing I've ever it's heard. Absolutely but it's, ridiculous. But it's I mean, up there. I, he obviously needs help selecting quarterbacks. Yes, and, and, and he went on I record. Hear one by the person way, say that they want to see what Tyler Bray has. And he went on record. Tyler Bray's twenty-year-old. He's trash. And let's keep in mind that he. This is the guy that said, "Oh, I'll, I'll draft a quarterback every year if I have to." Every every yeah every draft. That's what he said. That's not what yeah, he did. No. On any stretch of the imagination. I'm going to take one last shot and try yeah. to get a game book from this Bears game today because I'm curious about targets. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Come on, I, NFL. I don't no. think I asked you this earlier on, but NFL for the two-point that was good, that was a Gabriel, right? The two-pointer that was scored, you mean? Yes. I mean, it, it didn't count because no. of the penalty, but Correct. I mean, it would have been good. Yeah, it was Gabriel. Yeah. Was it Gabriel? I'm 90% yeah. sure, yeah. No game book. And then I think the penalty was supposedly on Robinson for that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. I can't believe they robbed. No. Doesn't. No. Yeah. It's just not good. Uh, Internet things you like, Jay. What do you got? What do you got for me? Um, Quick ones for you. Um, NPR this weekend debuted an album of. Tom Waits covers, ooh, done by women. Ooh, it's dude. I I highly recommend it. Uh, Spotify doesn't have it out as an album yet. They yeah. have, if you go to each artist, they have the single from it, huh. and you can kind of piece it together. Sure. But the sample he gave us on the uh, on NPR this weekend was um, Allison Moore and her sister Shelby Lynn doing Old Fifty Five. Ooh. By Mr. Wait. It is good stuff. I didn't realize that Allison Moore and uh, Shelby Lynn were sisters. I just wanted the book. So there's, and then the other thing, uh, Noel Gallagher released a single this week that is a, uh, of course. He might be a Christmas single. Oh boy! It's called "Wandering Star," and unlike most of the recent things that have come out from him, this is absolutely amazing. Oh, good! It's good stuff. Not only is it good, but they do a quality video for it. And um, our Leatherneck connection and Oasis super fan Michael uh, 
and I went back and forth last night after kind of doing watching the the video and sure. So he throws out his theory of what the song's about, and you know, listening to the words and watching the video, he basically thought that it was about a guy that divorced his wife, but what you know, kind of do anything for. Mm-hmm. And the kids, but, you know, for whatever reason it was, he just couldn't be with them anymore, right? Sure, sure. And I mean, it's kind of hard to describe it without you seeing the video, but more or less that, I mean, the video looks just, and I'm like, yep, I see it. I got it. Right. Terry sits down and watches it. Mm-hmm. I show it to her. I'm like, hey, this is really good. Come watch this. So as soon as she gets done watching it, she goes, oh, guy's dead. I was like, what? What? She's like, yeah, the, the guy's in her mind. Because basically, it shows them together through the entire thing, doing oh. hygiene, kisses, and whatever. Right. But when they get back to the flat where they're at, the woman looks up at the apartment, sees the two kids that are excited to see her, and she's all by herself. Wow. And I just assumed that the guy had, you know, latered, that he knew he couldn't go with her, so he just shot out of her. And she's like, yeah, no, it was all in her head. Wow. And so going back and forth with Michael, he says... That just blew my mind. <laughs> nice. And then like five hours later, he sends, That's right. Oh my your God. wife in your one right. watch. Said, your wife's right. He goes, one watch essentially said, hey, that's a fun theory. <laughs> now let me tell you the truth. <laughs> but Aww. then his next point was great. He goes, either way, a video spark conversation. And that's, that's really what the point of art is. Exactly correct. So That's right. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, All right, what you got? My internet thing, uh, other than PPV, uh, correct, is uh, a Netflix. Two things on Netflix. Well, one thing coming on Netflix. The other one is on Netflix. Um, I'm flipping through trying to find something to watch the other night, and there is a documentary about uh, the Laurel Canyon movement in the '60s. So bands like the Birds, Mamas and the Papas. Etc. 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 Joni Mitchell lived up there. Yep. Frank Zappa lived up there. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Crosby, Brown lived Crosby up there. The Eagles Nash, lived up there. Eagles, right? Yeah. Um, called Echo in the Canyon is the name of the the uh, documentary, and it stars Jacob Dylan. And I learned a couple of things. Uh, one, the Beatles stole from the Birds. That's one. Two, uh, Jacob Dylan can't sing. That's that's number two. Uh, He's like his dad. This just in. Uh, He sings one way, and that's the only way he sings. And it does not fit any Laurel Canyon songs at all. (laughs) No. Every time he's saying, I'm just like, shut up. Stop singing. Stuff. Like they had back now. You know, was it him and, sitting down with people that live there and like trying to sing their yeah, stuff with them? Yes. Or? No, it was okay. It was trying to be him with current artists, right? So like um well current ish artists, I should say. Like Fiona Apple takes a turn. Uh Beck. Um Okay. Yeah, it wasn't great. Cat Power. It, it wasn't great. Okay. It wasn't great. Well, to be fair, Jacob not, Dylan, not yeah, great. Nothing nothing is making me Although I've heard great things about that movie, it's a great it's it's a great watch. But anytime that right. he's on it's stage, just that part of it. And the funny thing is that they re- yeah. they clearly recorded all the songs in a studio, and there was clearly a concert with those songs in it. However, they took the audio from the oh, recordings yeah. and dubbed it onto Ooh. the video. 
because Jacob Jacob Dylan, I he can't dude can't sing. Like he just he can't. Like the interview, the well, interview I do all, have something like, to share with you. Yeah. Oh, I I was just going to say that uh, the fam and I saw Frozen Two last night. Oh, did you? And um, what's that? Was there ice involved? Oh yeah, okay. there was. Yeah, and sure. you know, overall for a sequel, it was it wasn't bad. It was actually it was written very well. Okay. But what I wanted to share with you because you just mentioned that it was in like more modern people doing things, modern ish. Right. Yep. Um, it made me think that like the three big hit songs that are going to come out of this movie by the artists that sing, okay. you know, are the characters uh-huh. were also redone by well-known folks. <laughs> and Weezer is one of them. Oh, nice. There you go. That's my guy. You know, yeah. I mean, how great is that? I'm sitting there. I was waiting for the end because I wanted to see who the other artists were going to be that we're doing these tunes and i'm like that's reverse cuomo that's reverse cuomo this is weezer oh my god it was so good uh one thing coming on netflix i should say uh after after the holiday i so rudely interrupted by uh what the interwebs tell me uh the movie the irishman which is a martin scorsese uh robert de niro joe pesci mob type movie isn't Pacino in it too? And Pacino is in it, correct? Okay. Um, that is apparently it was. I didn't realize this. It was co-produced by Netflix, so it was in the theaters for a bit, and now it's going to be on Netflix. Apparently, starting the twenty ninth. That's the rumor and innuendo. Okay, twenty ninth, The Irishman on Netflix. Now, the only other I'll time they've been on screen together was Heat, right? Correct. It was De Niro on the same screen at the same time. They were both in Godfather 2. Right. But it was two different things. It was not. But Bobby D was the flashback. Correct. That's right. Right. He was Young Vito. De Niro was Young Vito. So they were in the same movie together. They were not in the same like uh, genre or timeline together. Yeah. Yes, that's true. So those are my picks. So so Echo in the Canyon, current, if you're going to go out right now and look at it and- Eventually, at some point in the next week, uh, will be The Irishman. I like it. It's good. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So, uh, clock on the wall, Jason. Oh, yeah. And before I hit that, though, I don't think I gave out the name of that album. It's called Come Up to the House, the Tom Waits album. Okay. Come Up to the House. It's got Patty Griffin on it. It's got uh, Kareen Bailey Ray. It's got uh, Roseanne Cash. And then the aforementioned Shelby Lynn and Allison Moore. All again, I will reiterate, I didn't know they were sisters. Yeah, man. Because Shelby Lynn, the story so behind Shelby Lynn. They Lynn couldn't be hilarious. more opposite. Yeah, Shelby yeah. Lynn, Shelby Lynn, there was a story behind her that and I again I can't believe they're sisters. So they they share the same story, apparently. But apparently the dad killed the mom, then killed himself. Yeah. I don't know how true that is, but if it's true, they share the same history. Allison Moore was married to Steve Earle. Correct. Can you name her current husband? I cannot. It's Dirk Bentley. <laughs> Is it really? Yes, I believe so. That seems yes. Not that seems playing against type. Yes, I agree. Because she's like any who knows, man. Right? I mean, right, right, right. image and 
who people really are. We think we know who they are right. because of and then you don't how really, they how we perceive them. Correct. And then you see their their them. significant other, and you're like, holy fuck, shit, what is this? That's right. Yeah. So apparently, Allison Moore left Steve. I mean, not that that not bad. that he's a bad dude. He just no. seems like straight Nashville. Yes, seems very not Steve Earl. <laughs> yeah. If that means like Steve Earl didn't chase the money. Dirk Bentley seems like that's all he does is chase the money. But, all right. While I'm looking at the clock on the wall, Joe, I yeah. am going to say this because I'm, I'm looking at a bad beat right here. Okay. The uh, Patriots are on the Dallas eight. No oh boy. First and goal. No oh boy. 11 seconds to go. Oh boy. They're up four. Mm. The line is six. Oh, that sounds gross america's team oh boy is this doesn't sound like it's gonna oh, turn out wait. well for anybody oh boy if there's only some sort of tv uh, i could turn on and look at this oh wait there is no i'm sorry there's a buck 32 left that's oh, on me man. i was looking at the total time that was the last on the current drive gotcha gotcha oh but he took a knee at the dallas 10 good for you good for you tom Yay! brady good for you Good Yay! I guarantee you, Vegas not super happy with his decision. Not real happy with Bill Belichick right now. No, not so much. I think that game was on Channel Two. Let's take a look. Do 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 do. Nope, sixty minutes is on two. Let's try. Yeah, Dallas just burned their last time out. So, Tom oh Terrific can take oh boy. three more knees and call this. Yeah. No oh boy. Oh, here we go. Thirty. It's on the Fox. Thirty. Thirty. Yeah. We're at one ten and raining, 21 on the on the uh, play clock. Pat's up thirteen nine. Hope he had the under. Because, anyway. So as you wind down, Jay, clock on the wall. Yeah, man. Victory uh, formation. Yeah, we're cutting into gold. PPV. Uh, I, right. yeah, it is. It's time to wrap this kiddo up. Yeah, Tom, I uh, Tom Brady took a knee, so there. Yeah, and so. The Lions lose for me. The Bears win. However, they don't cover. So I'm going to go into this evening one and two in pro. We didn't look at college, so right. we will talk about that next week. For sure. Uh, let, let, let them know how they can uh, reach out to us and touch absolutely. us and do all the things uh, that they like to do. We're on the Facebooks. Uh, www.facebook.com slash it's that pod. We're on the Twitters. Uh, I am at Triple Lindy's. Jason is at J the Letter. Sleet Shirley. Uh, you can find us. You can email us, joe at isthatpodcast.com or jason com. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. And now Alexa, just by saying, hey, Alexa, play It's That Podcast through the Play and Apt. Rate, review, and subscribe. I think George Kittle did. Uh, the uh, Cowboys head coach is cold and frozen, just for the record. Uh <laughs> Ginger hair genius. Uh, you can also find us, by the way, on the Podbean app or at our, at our website, uh, com. One, re- one request tonight, um, if you're going to watch, listen to this and watch the pay-per-views, don't be a mark. Don't be such a mark, okay? Right. Just stop it. God, there is only a show. There's only a show. That we could listen to that would describe all of these things. Oh, man. And the history yeah, and... Yeah, yeah. Plot lines and the if, inner workings. If there were only, if there were only a show that would appeal to people that are such marks. 
Yeah. Oh, man. Who oh, knows? Well, maybe, maybe someday. Maybe someday. That day maybe maybe closer than not closer. But Well, thank you guys for listening uh, to this episode. It's episode 88, Ochente Ocho, if that's uh, correct. It probably isn't, but it is what it is. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to this that podcast. Fuck the Packers. Go Niners. Go Niners. Fuck the Packers. Hey,